Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? Well, let's up, let this run a little bit longer. Than you want to let it run? Yeah, let it run a little bit longer. Than All right, we can do that. <laughs> Welcome in, folks, to the FCS podcast. Like we said in the intro on the Believe Podcast Network, we got a new intro song, and I like it. You, Joe definitely likes it. I love it. Well, Joe, you like rock music more than I do, so yeah. it's kind of a... a it's the best of both worlds. It's a rock rap song. I, I prefer rap. Also, uh, before I forget, can you send me that picture of me in, uh, in, in Adam Roth's chair? Man, why do you got to bring that up here? I just... <laughs> well, because... It's just a good... I think it's a good picture. You just wanted to let everybody know that you're the big dog. I'm the big dog. You sat in the chair of the head of the communication department oh, at the yeah. University of Rhode Island. He wouldn't like it either if, no. he, if he knew I. No. Because he's because <laughs> you've had run, run-ins with him before where he's like had to like put on hand sanitizer and stuff before he handshakes you and stuff like that, correct? Yeah. 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 So I, I think he would be not happy. <laughs> Why are you trying to make enemies <laughs> with the wrong people? I am not. <laughs> Me and him are cool. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to make enemies with the wrong people. No, I just wanted to see what it was like to sit in the uh, the big chair, the the big dog's chair. Because we're always a chair on, that you know you will never <laughs> be able are to always, sit in. Wow, we are always on the opposite side of the desk there, talking to him, asking for funding, whatever we need to ask him for. And I'm like, oh, okay. So here's the power dynamic. I'm gonna see what it's like on the other side of the fence. <laughs> I think I have to tell him. No, you don't have to tell him. <laughs> well, we have plenty to talk about today. Let's get right into it. Yeah, get right into it. We got plenty to talk about today. Our FCS previews roll on as we're getting to the Pioneer League, one of the more interesting leagues as far as setup goes. We're going to be getting into that a little bit later. But first, news and headlines around the FCS. Still not a ton going on because, well, we're in the off season. Not much to follow. It's not like there's any moves going on. Recruitment's over. Nobody's playing, so nobody's hurt. Nothing that's major going to impact anything. Well, I mean, some teams are getting new uh, new turf and field and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. You saw uh, is getting their turf redone. Yes, they're getting their turf redone. A member of the CAA, University of Rhode Island, is also getting their turf redone. And it's a nice little segue because there's also some CAA news. The Colonial Athletic Conference. And this is from... Greg Madia of Daily News Record, and I believe that's in Virginia. Is that in Virginia? Do you know? Can you confirm that or deny? Well, the CAA headquarters is in Richmond, Virginia, so I would like to place a bet that he is in Virginia. Okay. Well, he is a JMU writer, so I don't know if that's in Harrisburg or in Richmond. But the news that we have, and it's a pretty interesting one, is that Flow Sports and the CAA have agreed to a four-year seven-figure deal that will begin next season and it will broadcast more than 300 games in multiple sports. 50 of those games will be football games broadcast by Flow Sports. Now, I don't know the complete intricacies of the deal 
what games are getting picked yet. I don't believe they've come to that conclusion, but it's still great to see because it's just more exposure, more eyes on FCS football and the CAA. Right, and that's interesting that the CAA is getting that big of a deal when only two CAA teams are in the uh, top 10 FCS attendance averages. Yeah, I found this cool little tweet on Twitter, and that's from StatsFCS, FCS underscore stats they put out there, and it's last year's FCS attendance averages, the top 10. I'm just going to give a couple of them because I, you know, I love reading tweets like this in the news roundup. We're going to go through some social media stuff too to just kind of put out the fun things that we find out there on the interwebs. And the number one one, and it's always pretty much at the top, is Jackson State. 24,770 people are going to their games. And then, you know, just kind of running down the rest of the list, it goes Montana, James Madison, Southern, North Dakota State, Florida A&M, Jacksonville State, Montana State, Delaware finds themselves on there, and then lastly, Alabama State. And this range is from 24,000 to 16,000. Do you think we could fit 24,000 in uh, good old Meade Stadium? Uh, I give us a solid twelve. You think we can fit twelve in Mead? Well, I mean, not in the stands, but you know, there's a good a good amount of standing area. Wow, that's without the the, the beer garden thing that they set up last right. year. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. You might have to put some people on the sidelines if you want to fit twelve thousand. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it's a couple <laughs> couple games. It sounds it looks like there's a good amount of people there. I forget what our high was last year. I think it was it was over five. It was in that five range. Yeah. Which, considering we we don't have a full wraparound seating arrangement, it's not really that that big. Now, on to the Pioneer League preview. Getting into the good stuff, what you came here to listen to, folks, if you're a fan of the Pioneer League, this is what you want to hear. So first, we're going to do what we do every single time for this non-scholarship league. It's going through last year's standings, and I'm going to kick things off, and we're going to alternate here because we only have one conference in today's show. Right, Sean? We're not going to mess this up? No, we're going to go alternation. Fine with it. Last year's leader in a team that made the FCS playoff, the only team in the Pioneer League that made the FCS playoff, was San Diego. They were 9-3 and in an immaculate 8-0 and in conference. Perfect. Dominated the teams in their league, but... Did not do so great once they made it facing some out-of-conference opponents. That being Nichols State in the playoff, which they lost 49-30. to So the one very important thing to note about this team is that they lost Anthony Lawrence, their quarterback from last year who's graduating. And if, I, if I'm correct, he is currently, I don't know if he, he got a rookie minicamp invite. I don't know if he ended up getting signed. I forget which team it was. But he was a, a well-reputable prospect, Anthony Lawrence. And with him, they had one of the best pass offenses. So the big storyline with them is that are they going to be able to have a good offense without Lawrence at the helm? That's a great question. I can't wait to address it later on yes. in the show. And then coming behind San Diego. In second was Drake. 8-3, and 6-2 and two in conference. Stout run defense with only 96.8 yards per game allowed. Very strong pass defense, only 199.2 pass yards allowed per game. Best pass rush in the Pioneer League. 29 sacks accumulated over the season and 17 interceptions, another league best. 
Their defense was incredible. They were kicking butt, taking names every single week. And they didn't really lose that many players, so Drake is a big team to watch. Right after them was Stetson, who had the same exact record on both ends except for one less loss, 8-2 and two and 6-2 and two in the Pioneer League. They were probably the most balanced team because they were in that top half of every statistical category. It's not even worth listing out every single stat that they were in the top half in because literally every single one, they were in that top four range, that top half of the league. They're another team that I think is very important to watch because they could take that momentum from doing pretty well last year into really great in 2019. And then another team I know that you are pretty high on for next year. I know this is the recap, but Dayton came in fourth last year. No, 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 no. It was, it's the other six and five. It's not Dayton. I <laughs> beg to differ. Six and five on the season. You're mixing five it up with another team that sounds conference. familiar. <laughs> right after them is Marist. Five and six, six and two. They did really well in conference, but they just got torn apart by the off out of conference schedule. The team that Sean meant to refer to was Davidson, not Dayton. I beg to differ. Davidson. What, well, let me let me see what I wrote. <laughs> okay, well, Davidson. Yeah, I put Davidson. Six you put and Dayton. Five. You On put the season, Dayton. three and five in conference. Best in total offense with five hundred and forty-eight yards per game. Let that simmer for a second, Joe. 548. I said let it simmer. I, I can't. Please. I can't. That, uh, <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous. It's nuts. <laughs> the next number is even more nuts. <laughs> Worst in total defense with 468 yards per game. How? Up. Come on, man. How? We're trying to. What are you doing? <laughs> Best rush offense with, oh, my goodness. 439 yards per game. And I know it sounds like Sean's reading these for the first time, but like every time you read that number, you're just like, what? <laughs> All three of those numbers. That's... And it, it's very similar to Howard, which we talked about last episode. Right. Because their offense was so freaking good. But their defense was it's... crap. And they so they stand up in the middle of the conference. And I'm just, you know, you read over the notes and over, you put them in before the show, but you don't necessarily read them aloud every time. That's my first time reading and saying those numbers aloud and hearing yeah. myself say them. Yep. That's absurd. The 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 yardage that Davison gained and gave gave up. I I, I can't even look at that and, and make sense. <laughs> it's like of a it. Madden game. Yeah, if you put up four hundred and sorry, five hundred and forty eight yards and then gave up four hundred and sixty eight, that's like you're playing some dude on all Madden. Actually, no, on, on rookie, and it and it's like a 70-60 to 60 game. That That's what you would need <laughs> to, to amass those numbers. Right after them, there we go. Butler, 4-7, and 2-6 and six in conference. Care to take the then next one, Sean? Behind Butler was Moorhead State, 3-8 and eight on the season, 2-6 and six in conference. Valparaiso, 2-9, and 2-6. And, and then uh, what is our last team, Sean? Our last team from last season is Jacksonville. Who were two and eight on the season and one and seven in conference. Now, we're going to be talking about the players to know that did well last year that are going to be taking that next step into next season, that step up, that momentum that they have from a strong 2018, and while they why they will be the best players in 2019. My first guy on here, and I always get excited about freshman quarterbacks that start, play most of the season, and have good first years, 
and he's an obvious player to watch because he's got three more years ahead of him. Jack Cook from Dayton, freshman last year, 2,421 passing yards. Nothing too crazy. Still a very good year for him. 20 touchdowns and then a 60.7 completion percentage. I like those rookie numbers. I like those numbers as a first-year guy. He has the potential to take that next step and lead that offense. You know who I like? Who do you like, bud? San Diego wide re- bud. San Diego wide receiver <laughs> Michael Bandy. 5'11", 190, good size. 1,698 yards receiving, 88 catches, and 14 touchdowns. That's a stellar year for Bandy from San Diego. You had Anthony Lawrence tossing the rock to him, and he was able to take advantage of that. We're going to have to see if he's going to be able to do that with a new quarterback under the helm. Another reception hauler, Stetson wide receiver Steven Burdett. Another smaller receiver, a little bit more compact, 5'11", 168. In nine games, only nine games last year, he had 52 receptions, 769 yards, 10 touchdowns. So if he played as many games as some of these other guys, maybe he would have had that 1,000-yard mark in that 70 touchdown, sorry, not 70 touchdowns, 70 reception season, but we didn't get to see 11 games from him. Now on to my favorite position group to analyze, the running backs. David Sid, running back, Wesley Duggar. My uh, first selection here, six feet tall, 192 pounds. He had 1,225 yards rushing last year, 16 rushing touchdowns, and 6.6 yards per carry. Jacksonville running back Calvin Turner Jr., another guy that was a strong rusher in the Pioneer League last year. There's a lot of good running teams and rushing offenses in the Pioneer League, and it just so happens that Turner Jr., was one of the top guys, 1,431 yards, 17 touchdowns, and a 6.9 yard per carry average. The fact that we have two guys over 1,200 rushing yards is just an incredible thing. They're going to probably break that mark next year, both Turner and uh, Duggar as well. You definitely hope so. And then the only offensive lineman on the list, uh, offensive lineman from Davidson, Zion Johnson, he is six foot three, two hundred and sixty-six pounds. You're not gonna, not gonna, make gonna do it. I'm not, not gonna, gonna make, make a joke. Zion joke, even though it's in the notes. <sighs> I'm not gonna make a Zion make joke. the Zion. I'm not joke. gonna make the Zion joke, Joe. Fine. All right. Yeah, Johnson. Obviously, when you get a lighter offensive lineman, not like two hundred sixty-six pounds at six three is light, but their feet are normally very good. Their hips are normally very good. If he does want a shot at, I'd say a pro look of some sort. If he wants to continue getting better, he will have to start putting a little more. Uh, weight on that's just natural with the game but right now it, it, you'd hope he puts the weight on with uh while he keeps the the strength in his feet and hips yeah 266 not really a number you're looking for for a elite offensive lineman so I'm sure his priority this offseason is eating a lot of peanut butter and jellies and putting on some more weight now on the flip side of the line Drake defensive lineman Gavin Deneen six foot three 284. Reason why Johnson needs to put on some more weight so he can go against the big boy, big boys on the defensive line in the Pioneer League. Deneen had 35 tackles, five tackles for loss, and three sacks. So not a real stat sheet stuffer, but he's a huge body, big dude. He occupies a ton of attention, freeing up some of the other guys on his defensive line. And the first of our San Diego defensive linemen, Jacob Bergstrom, 6'3", 230. He had 40 tackles last year. 
13 tackles for loss, 6 sacks, and 3 forced fumbles. He's all over the place. He gets the job done. High motor guy in San Diego. Yeah, sneaking his way through those cracks given up by the offensive line was Bergstrom. The next San Diego defensive lineman, Nick Friedel. 6'3", 235, so another defensive lineman for them that's not super heavy, but put up some great numbers for him. 36 tackles, 9.5 tackles for loss, 3.5 sacks, 2 forced fumbles, and 1 fumble recovery. Our first linebacker on the list, Stetson linebacker Colby Duncan, six foot two, two oh eight. Joe, this is gonna be a mouthful here. All right, last Let's year, hear it. eighty-eight tackles, seventeen point five tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, one interception, five passes defended, and four forced fumbles. Seventeen and a half tackles for loss. Yeah. Wow. Plus eighty-eight tackles to go along with it. Just downhill player that Duncan was, he's going to probably break that 100-tackle mark, I think, easily next season. I agree, definitely. The other linebacker that we have on here, Dayton linebacker Andrew Lutgens, 6'3", 202. Again, not exactly super heavy, meaty guys playing linebacker, but he's big, he's long, also had 88 tackles, sorry, 68 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, and one sack. So another guy that was downhill, able to rack up those tackles for loss for him. And now getting into the DBs, here's your boy. Oh, yeah. He was really piping up on him last year. Drake defensive back Will Warner. See, I skipped on the Zion joke and went to a Drake joke for yeah. you. I got another one. You want to hear it? I hate you. <laughs> I got another all right. Well, it better be. It better be a good uh, damn it's, joke. It's, it's or I'm it. It's gonna be terrible. I'm cutting I'm it. If it's bad. I'll just let me get. To no, no. Stats. What's the joke? <laughs> no, you can't hype yourself up and then go. No, I don't want to do it. I don't uh, know Will it. Warner, six foot three, two hundred one. He sure can jump, man. Fifty tackles. I hate eight you. interceptions and four pass breakups last year. Gonna double back on that. Eight interceptions. Eight interceptions. Four pass breakups. He's he's catching more than he's breaking up, which is incredible. Another ball-hawking guy. I feel like every week we find some ball-hawking guy, and every week someone outdoes the other one that we talked about right. the previous week. So we talked about Trevor Merritt last week with his four interceptions. Now we're talking about Will Warner. And the guy's 6'3". That's huge right. for a defensive back. Um, well, let's see if, if Warner can give us some better social media run than uh, Merritt did because he, yeah. he got us – yeah, he got, got a lot of good run on Twitter. Got a I'll lot of recognition. A lot of people were supporting him and saying, you know, like keep doing big things. Right. And, and you're uh, on the, yeah, you're on the clock, Warner. You're on the clock. Last guy we have on here, Butler defensive back Luke Sennett, one of the tackle leaders from last year and the most tackles for a returner. A hundred and four tackles. Mm. I always am enamored by a guy that is able to rack up over a hundred tackles as a defensive back. That just means yeah. that they love to hit, they love to come downfield, they love to make plays. He's got to be in the box. Yep, they put their nose wherever they want it. That's awesome. Oh, All yeah. Right. Before we get to the players uh, to watch, serious question here. Yes. You didn't like my second Drake joke? No. The Jumpman one? Mm-mm. Why not? No. That one was good. Tacky. <laughs> oh, if you, if you wouldn't on. just make a slight <laughs> reference to Zion Williamson, the fact no, that we... What I, are the odds that we, we talk about so a guy named Zion? There's plenty of Zions out there. Have we had a Zion yet? If we have another Zion, then I will concede in this situation. But I had to get a Zion light bulb for my for my car yesterday, all right? That's how common <laughs> the name is. 
<laughs> is that the name kidding. of a brand? No, it's the style of bulb for my for my car. Yeah, but that's we're not talking about a person's name in that situation. I'm just saying. Okay, whatever. Do you think he was named after the light bulb? Just who's your player to watch? Do you think Zion Williamson or <laughs> like, Zion Johnson is was that a, named after the light bulb? Like a variation of Kobe being named after the steak. Was he actually? Yeah, he was named after Kobe Bryant. Was named after Kobe Beef. His parents really? were in a restaurant, and they saw it and they said they liked the name. So you think his his folks were just fixing their car <laughs> up? <laughs> the car up. Oh, we got to get a Zion battery for this one. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that's a cool Here name. We go. We're idiots. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what we didn't open with? We're also idiots for this. We didn't open with thanking Craig. <laughs> Oh. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to thank him before or after. Uh, well, we'll get to it after. You we'll, want to thank, to, we'll, thank yeah, him we'll after? We'll thank Craig right, after. Fine. We're yeah, idiots. Yeah. No, We're we, sorry. We, we thank them in part. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. We'll All send right. him something. We'll send him something. All right. A nice... Uh, we'll send him an edible arrangement. Okay. That's fine. Gosh, <laughs> we send him something better than that? <laughs> yeah. No, that's the point. It's got to be just a bad gift. That's a terrible <laughs> gift. They're the worst. They're the worst. We have to get to the players to watch, Joe. So this time we're actually going to talk about the players to watch because we missed them last week because we're... Again, you know, we're a little... We don't focus 100%, but we have a couple new things that we're going to add to the oh. bill that we're going to be talking about. That's right. But first, before we get to that, players to watch. Sean, who is your guy that is going to be the best player on this list that you are looking forward to seeing and that needs to be watched every single game? My player is Colby Duncan, and I did go through his stat sheet earlier, the Stetson linebacker. He's a redshirt senior. He's definitely... He's definitely the leader of that team in and out. He's the leader of the defense. He's the anchor. He is going to be someone that I really want to see how many tackles. I definitely think he can eclipse 88 tackles. I think he can get more sacks. I think he can can eclipse 20 tackles for loss. Uh, He's my player to watch. I think he's a stud. I prefaced this, and it just so happened he was the first guy that I talked about. I love freshman quarterbacks that do well because it barely happens. In college football, at any level. You know, when Trevor Lawrence had a great year like he did at Clemson, it made things exciting for me, for a lot of fans, because we do not get to see that often, that they're able to come in, play well right away. So Jack... Oh, God, I I I almost choked on myself there. Jack Cook, (laughs) Dayton's quarterback, I loved what I saw from him, saw from him last year. Jack is going to have a great three years remaining for him. If you are able, like I said, if, if he's able to come in and put up decent numbers and lead that offense in his first year, play 11 full games, he's going to be able to continue things and lead his team to a better performance than they had last year. Instead of being in the middle of the pack, he's going to help Dayton potentially be in the top half of the Pioneer League next season. And Joe, I'm just going to jump right into the next one. Go ahead. He is the reason that Dayton is my team to watch next year. I think a young quarterback that has semi-proven himself through his freshman year, if he's been training hard, if he's been Can I cut you off it, for one second? Go ahead. So before you continue, the two things, one of the, there's that is the first of the two things that we added that we wanted to talk about is the surprise team to watch that's going to surprise people, that is going to outperform what they did last year, and it'll be like, oh, wow, ah. I was not expecting them. So that was the basis behind it. Mm. So continue. Why do you think Dayton? Well, because of Jack Cook. Exactly. There we go. Is that all? Uh, yeah. And then I also do very much like Andrew Luckins. I mean, every every team needs a solid linebacker in the middle. He's their solid linebacker. So they have a captain on offense, captain on defense that can lead them both uh, in, a, in a strong fashion. So Dayton is going to be my surprise team to watch. My surprise team, 
has to be Davidson. And I know we were freaking out earlier over how poorly they played on defense. But here is my logic. If you can put up those types of number numbers, especially on the ground offensively, you're going to be able to continue that success into next year. And frankly, the way that I look at things, I understand they have the worst defense. But realistically, they're going to have made the right changes. They're going right. to need to they're going to have brought in the right guys. Exactly. Make the right moves to transition and not allow that to happen again. Because if you're one of the worst defenses in any conference, as a coach that's embarrassing, as a team that's embarrassing, you're not going to let that happen again. You're going to address it. Yeah. If they're even in just at the, the middle of the bottom half, that's enough to push them a little bit up in the standings. So I can see them in that top half, in that top five in the Pioneer League, maybe even the top four potentially, and scaring some teams and upsetting some teams as well. Now, our next category, Sean, their biggest faller, team that did very well last year that eh, might not do so good this year. It's probably going to struggle, but this does not mean that they're going to have a complete fall from grace, but rather a dip from what we expected. Right. Who is your faller? My faller for next year, and this, is, this isn't fun conversation, but it's just a prediction. My faller yes. for next year is going to be uh, San Diego. And it just it's just because they, you, you lose a quality quarterback like that in Anthony Lawrence. It's going to be very difficult. And I know they still have Michael Bandy, the, the wide receivers, putting up crazy numbers. But you take away a, a quarterback that's given them the, the ball, how it needs to be delivered, That's the numbers could possibly dip. I know he's a player to watch and player to know, but it's hard to project a better season next year when you lose a quarterback of of good stature like that. Sean, you said it perfectly. Everything that I was intending on saying, because if you lose a quarterback in college football, and it goes back to what we were talking about, Cook, is that bringing in a new guy that doesn't have experience can be a very sticky situation. Right. It's never, ever easy to recover from that. And, you know, just to take a quick look at their their quarterback situation, I just want to pull up. Can I sort this? I can sort this. There you go. Look at me. Doing computer stuff. Um, but, you know, you're you're losing a guy. You're losing, you're losing Anthony Lawrence. It's not easy to transition and be able to do well. And I get it. They have a young defensive line. They have some pretty interesting guys. And and this is the look at what their quarterback. They oh my god, they have so many quarterbacks. So th- this is who they have. Redshirt is going to be a redshirt senior. Reed Sinnott, redshirt sophomore Alex Farina, redshirt sophomore Mason Randall, freshman Derek Klein, then obviously Anthony Lawrence, Bryce Fletterman, redshirt freshman. Is the last guy on here? So what, did I just name five quarterbacks? Yep. Or is that six? Uh, five, without Lawrence. So th- there's a huge mix of guys. I don't know what their backup quarterback situation was last year. If they were super confident in anyone, you really can't figure those things out unless you have a really close inside scoop, right? Because if you don't see him on the field, the only ones who know how good he is are the guys that are at practice and coaching him up. So, like you said, perfect way of describing it. They're not going to be 8-0 in conference this year. They're just not. They're going to lose a couple games. That does not mean that they can't go back and win this Pioneer League again and make it to the playoff. But do not expect them. Wait a minute. 
Did you intentionally spell yes. San Diego with an A? Please tell me you did that. San Diego. San yes, Diego. I did. Because <laughs> I was about to light you up for a second. Oh, I, <laughs> I did, it just completely caught my eye, and I'm like, hey. How can you not, oh, how can you not talk San Diego without referencing San Anchorman Diego. at least once? <laughs> I was just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, and the thing that we love to do, we didn't get to it last week, but our projected 2019 winner. And notably, Sean and I did not pick San Diego. Who is your noted winner for 2019? My noted winner, I'm going with the Stetson Hatters. They were 8-2 last year overall, 6-2 in conference. Like you said earlier in the prelude and the recap, they were the most balanced team, top half most statistical categories. That's what you want in a team. I, I think... Drake is going to be their biggest competition, but I, I think that Stetson has enough playmakers on both sides of the ball to get them that conference championship. Mine has to be Drake. They were right behind San Diego. They weren't able to beat them last year. But if you're able to be that dominant on defense and not lose a ton of big key players, they're going to get better. They're going to get stronger as this this final class of guys on that defensive unit are going to be pushing out in their last year. Expect that level of defensive consistency, maybe a a slight bump in their offensive production. They are going to be the 2019 winners in the Pioneer League, in my eyes. Sean, it's one of our favorite things to do. I love it. This last part. DMs. Fan questions. So before we get into this, make sure you follow Sean and I on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. And at SKAnderson29. Still in the process of getting that Sean Anderson yeah, tag Yeah, get, get a better you. handle already. Trying. Get a better handle, guy. <laughs> guy. <laughs> we're throwing guy. a guy on it? All right, yeah, guy. we're throwing a guy on. on it. Let's go. <laughs> Feel free to, at any point in the week, send us a question. Even if it, it you know, if you want to ask us a, a, a menial question like, uh, you know, what's your favorite kind of coffee? You know, we'll gladly answer What's it. the best food you've had at an, op- at an opposing team? Yeah. Stuff like that. We'd yeah. be happy to answer. We will have an answer. But the questions that we have, and this first one is Pioneer League related. You're just very mad at me over these cords. They're all tangled <laughs> up. Why are you fiddling with my <laughs> I'm cord? I'm trying to fix them. You can fiddle with your own cord. I don't want right. to fiddle with you. There we go. Jeez. <laughs> Come on now. So the first question that we got from Adam Sabula, it's the second time he gave us a question. We appreciate that. I appreciate it. I loved the question, and I voiced that on Twitter. Can we talk about how unique this conference is with its members? Hashtag travel budget. And it needs to be said because (laughs) what is going on? Who put together this conference? I have to say it. I'm just going to just – I'm not even going to name the location of every single team here, but San Diego is obviously in California. Can you look up where Drake is? I, I, can we touch on Jacksonville being in yeah, Florida? Jacksonville is in Florida. Valparaiso is in Indiana. Butler is in Indiana. Davidson is in North Carolina. Dayton is in Ohio. Drake is in Des Moines. Drake is in yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. Iowa. And then the most astronomical one of it is Marist. Marist is in Poughkeepsie, New York. Northern New York. So, yes, I would like to talk about this because whoever put this league together, and I get they're trying to stay a part of the whole non-scholarship thing, but whoever put this league together has <laughs> no care for the travel budget. Morehead State is in Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did I miss any? How no, you... we got all of them. 
Can you check if Stetson's in Texas? I'm pretty sure it's in Texas. I'll check if Stetson's in Texas. But come on! Dude, I, I actually kind of want to see... Do you think that's accessible to see the numbers, how much they're spending on travel Stetson budget? is in Central Florida. It's in Central Florida? What the hell? So there's no middle ground. It's just like all over the place. It's one end or the other. God, that must be a pain having to fly and you're just like looking at the schedule and you're like, oh, we're flying to Kentucky this week. Who do we have next week? San Diego? Oh, I got to tell you, I just don't let me forget. I got to tell you a story about somebody at Stetson University when we get off air. Oh, you can't tell it on I air? I can't tell it on air. <laughs> it, it might be. Is it, it dirty? No, 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 no. It might be, uh, I don't know. It's not libel, but it, it's. It's infringing. It's defamation of character. <laughs> I, ha- I, I will tell you about Stetson University. Oh, God. A guy I, I, I know at Stetson University after this, okay? <laughs> but back to the. <laughs> oh. Can you tag him so he knows if we no, were No, no, no. I can't. I'm not going to tag him. I'm not going to tag him. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, but if you do want to know the story, I will be happy to tell any listeners right, well, over Twitter. <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, though, on the travel budget I situation? Thought, I thought that we were a pretty spread out conference here in the city. But we're all, we're all we're East Coast. Up, up from Maine down to North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And then I see this. I'm like, oh, okay. This is literally every corner of the country except the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I I guess I don't know what to say is the predominant location of teams. Would it be the Midwest? Not, Iowa, e- not I, really. I, Indiana. I, I thought we had two in Indiana, yeah. one in Iowa. Uh, there's Regardless, and, and one in Ohio, yeah, cause, but there's not even I, enough for that to be predominant. Yeah, it's that's all over the place. A tough, tough travel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> holy hell! I mean that. I mean traveling from. I, I'm thinking the longest here. It's either from San Diego. It's got to be Maris. San Diego to Maris or San Diego to uh, Stetson. Oh, Stetson. You, St- you're going, Stetson's deeper than ah. Jackson because Jacksonville is North Florida. Uh, yeah, Stetson's Central Florida. You're right. You're right. So Sean and I. That's have a ha- tough flight, especially for the big dogs y- on the plane. Yeah, Sean and I have had to travel seven hour bus rides That's to get no fun. to to get the Maine and to get to Towson and six and a half to get to Delaware. Do you think any of these teams ever have to take a bus ride? Like, do you think any of them are just like, all right, this one's the closest one on our schedule. <laughs> We're gonna ride the bus like no shot. fourteen and a half. They gotta hours. be flying everywhere. Do you remember that one? Were you there the one time that Gresh was telling us about how they pretty much they they didn't fly. They pretty much drove everywhere. Yeah. Like back in the day when like the budget was even smaller. God, I don't know how that. I don't know how. T- I don't know how anyone could have done it. I would have lost my mind. Without an iPhone too to watch Netflix or a computer. Right. God, Holy we crap. older listeners must just be sick with us having to. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't. I'm so <laughs> glad I don't have to deal with that. I'm sorry, folks, but I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that. All right, Joe, you want to get to the second DM here? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm good friends with my boy Jake Maggio, who is going to be an incoming freshman at Maine, <laughs> and he's going to be a long snapper. I'm very connected in the long snapper community. I love my boy Jake. Me and right. him worked very long together. He wanted to come to URI for a long time. Didn't work out, and he ended up at Maine, which I think is a perfect fit for him because he's, he's he has the potential to play right away. Hardworking kid, but Jake sent me the stupidest question. Another dumb question. The stupidest question. Oh, oh so this, I'm gonna this get, tops. Let me get the stupid questions question. after right, this. It. Remind me, but okay. no, the, I don't think the FCS radio one was a bad question. I don't think it was either. It's just the yeah, the it, was, term. it was just, just it was the way just it was. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so this is our first real dumb question. Yeah, this is our first okay. real dumb question. Thank you, Jake. If, by the way, I'm telling you right now, if I know you, I will call you out and call you stupid. Jake asked me. He, he didn't even give me a question. He just goes, Maris special teams preview. He DMs me this. 
I'm just like, why? I'm like, what do you want me to do with that? And he's like, I want you to preview their special teams. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, he said, I, 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 I want to read the, the, the conversation because it's really stupid. I mean, that's basically asking if you if you have a friend that's a tap dancer, asking them to okay. tap dance on command. So he sends me the tweet that I tweeted out asking for questions. It says, Maris special teams preview. And I said, you want me to talk about the Maris special teams? He says, yeah. Joe Dorado, LD, and then he corrected himself and goes, LS. So he wanted me to talk about a long snapper at Marist. Like, where am I supposed to get any film on that kid? I don't know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to make... Any of the listeners suffer through as I talk about long snappers. I will not do it because we've skipped over some pretty good long snappers in these conferences, and I am not going to do that to you. Jake, come on, man. Send me a better question. Holy hell. He almost went to Maris. He, he was very, he uh, actually, he almost went to Jacksonville, too. Oh, wow. All right. He almost went to Jacksonville. But speaking of dumb questions, so g- okay. guess who I reached out to send his questions? Don't say Hayden. No, it wasn't Hayden because uh, the two people on our other podcast that that love to send us questions they one of them goes to san diego one oh of them God. goes to marist you did really they didn't give me questions they you <laughs> asked dark roast and l giggle i <laughs> asked dark, you want to hear the exchanges that i had with I, uh dark l giggle didn't even send me anything but dark roast i said you know, you know I, i'm talking pioneer league I, i'm giving you the opportunity to send me some questions and he just says, there's no questions because we have the best team. Because he, he goes to San Diego. <laughs> right. There's no question because we have the best team. And then he didn't even read when I responded to him. Gotcha. So I tried to get I tried to get some dumb questions. I love I, them both. I love, I love dumb questions. All right. Do you want to get into the thank you? You want me to thank you? Yes. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, I, we would like to thank Craig Haley from Stats FCS for uh, writing a very nice article about us. If you haven't. Uh, read it. We implore you to. If you don't want to read about us, read some of the other work he's done. He's a fantastic writer. Top of the business knows what he's talking about. Uh, he's awesome. We just wanted to extend our thank you to him. Uh, it means a lot to help uh, his him helping us uh, get our names out there in this platform, trying to gain credibility, all of that. It, it was a really big help. We really do appreciate it. I think one of the best indicators of a good storyteller is someone who can pull out and write about the personality and, and, and show it to readers right. without really knowing someone super well. Just after an hour conversation, you can get that sense of their personality and put it out there in in your article. And and Craig did an incredible job of that. It was the perfect personification of the both of us and right. you know how we love to joke around and, and have fun with things and not be super tight and 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 fixated on things being super serious all the time. So, you know, I really appreciate Craig how you you took the time to write about us and, and gave us the opportunity um, to talk with you. And it was just a, a great conversation with him and hopefully we can cultivate that relationship going forward. Yep. But that is going to be it for us, folks. Make sure you subscribe to us on wherever you can find a podcast, but we are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And if you can't find us there for some whatever reason, you don't understand how podcasts work, go to, to go to Believe. Spelled B L E A V dot com and follow them on Twitter at Believe Podcasts. Additionally, oh. make sure you check out some of the other Believe Podcasts out there. What, what, have you listened to any new ones yet? Uh, I have not had the opportunity to listen to any new ones yet. Oh. I, 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 you know, I feel like I'm letting down the group. Did you see that they started? I haven't got a chance to tune in, but did you see that they started uh, 
a sports movies podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm seriously going to give that one a listen. Right home, I might, I might, I might turn that one on. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what that you know what the what they talk about in that and what in what movies they bring up. They better might, be talking about Rudy. I oh Rudy, I I you know what? I'm going to give them some content. Okay. Go ahead. I will. Oh, I thought you meant here, like right now. No, no. Oh. I, I, I will give them some content on their own show. Fine. Send them a DM. I will. No, I'll just I'll send them right right on Twitter. <laughs> in front of everybody. My despise for Rudy. Also, if you're interested in advertising and you're looking for opportunities to promote your business, you can contact Sean or I on Twitter or the better way of doing it, please contact believe at believe.com go to their contact page it's pretty simple to put in your information and put out an inquiry about advertising if not if you can't figure that out again feel free to shoot sean or i a message and we can direct you to the right people that is going to be it follow me on twitter at joe DeLeon. follow sean at sk anderson 29 you sound more dejected every single time you say it because because just like, i, I just get ripped on all the time for my stupid handle your handle sucks what, what was it before that <laughs> Or no, it was your name was was Jin Pachi. Jin Pachi. Jin Pachi. Awesome Tekken well, character. Uh, awesome Tekken character. Can we wrap it up? Yes. Are we good? That is going to be it for us. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.